0: So
1: Sing right after that s- Pump a fist and say glory <laughs> I knew it, see <laughs> On my way to heaven
0: Shouting victory On my way
1: We love when there's uh, testimony time is what we have in between songs. If you have a testimony, if there's a moment of silence, even though it might seem awkward sometimes, um, you can meditate. And if God has a testimony and he lays it on your heart, please share it. And did you ever notice how people, when they share a testimony, they share what God has done in their life, what it does to build up the body of Christ? It builds me up. I'm so encouraged by hearing what God is doing in your life. And I also love to share what God is doing in my life. And um, we build each other up. And this is your opportunity to do that. I have a very common passage of scripture that I want to read to you. Nothing you haven't heard before, but Romans chapter eight. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live according to the flesh. Not, a, I'm sorry. <laughs> let me start over there. That was exactly the wrong uh, message I wanted to portray. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you will be put, but but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Do you believe you're a child of God this morning? I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how He could love me, a sinner condemned
0: we die we're not going to be able to just you know say oh here's all the money that I made or you know um, here's all my good deeds it's just going to be Christ we're just going to have Christ and I'm going to live like that too Um, all I have is Christ and all that I have is his so it's it's a beautiful way to live Mm -hmm.
1: I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I knew the way. The sin that promised joy and life had led me to the grave. I ran my hellbound race, indifferent to the cause You looked upon my helpless state and led me to the cross. And I beheld God's love displayed. You suffered in my strength shepherd will defend me. Through the deepest valley he will lead. Oh, the night has been won, and I shall overcome, yet not I, but through Christ in. The future sure, the price it has been paid. For Jesus fled and suffered for my pardon. And he was ready. is complete, still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me, yet not I, but through Christ in me, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Do you believe that? Remember, when you're singing these words, you're actually singing them to them. Can we turn the mic on? It's the one Phil head. You're on now. You're on, Jason. Okay.
2: Um, that line in that song, to this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, um, kind of takes me back Three years ago this morning, um, that was kind of the only thing I could hold to. Um, some of you, I was on the list of people to sing happy birthday to. Um, my birthday was yesterday, and three years ago my birthday, I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, following days, um, that's kind of the only thing you, know, you could find your hope in. But I find it easy to think that that only applies to times like that. And not to times when it's a rough day at work or, you know, you wake up half sick or you don't have time to drink coffee or something like that. Um, But I need to realize that my hope is only Jesus, even if it's a good day. Um, It's not just in the low times that that's there for. It's also the high times. Mm -hmm.
3: Feel free to come up and get the mic.
1: Trust my Savior Jesus when my darkest doubts befall. Trust him when. Trust him since the hardest thing of all I will trust my Savior Jesus, trust him when my strength is small, for I know the shield of Jesus is the safest place of
0: all Jesus. All
1: Leads to everlasting rest Jesus, only Jesus Help me trust you more and more Jesus, only Jesus May my heart be ever yours Jesus, only Jesus Help me trust you more and more, Jesus, only Jesus, may my heart be ever yours. so i trust you simply trust you lord with every part trust you more and more jesus only jesus may my heart be ever yours jesus only jesus help me trust you more and more jesus only jesus
4: may my heart be
0: every
1: yours. Father, thank you so much this morning for your redemption. Yes. Lord, for your grace that you have saved us by. And Lord, that you have proclaimed that we are sons of God. And Lord, I just thank you that if we call upon your name, there is not one left behind. But Lord, that you are faithful to answer our cry. And Lord, I pray In the days that come, Lord, as these youth go home and they continue on with their lives, and Lord, I pray that they would find that Jesus, only Jesus, is the answer that they need. It's the only answer. Lord, the things of this world cannot give us joy, not a lasting joy. They cannot fulfill the deepest yearnings and desires of our heart to worship a Creator. And Lord, I pray that each one of these youth would find you in a deeper and greater way. As they dig into your word, I pray that you give them such a hunger for you, such a desire for the word of God as they seek you and know you more each and every day. Lord, that in our testimony of we either stand around your throne or we meet each other further on in life, that truly our testimony would be that Jesus, only Jesus, brought us through each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Is
5: this on? I have a neighbor stand beside me here, Stace. And uh, I knew Stace now for a couple years, but he was in an accident. His life should have been taken. With that, he has multiple cirrhosis. I see him walking past our house quite often. And uh, he listens to sermons. I'm so thankful he's here this morning. So i just like to say thank you for coming. I'd like to pray for Stace. Lord, I thank you for Stace. Thank you for his friendship over the years, Lord. Thank you that he's here. I thank you for Jesus. I know, Lord, you want to save his soul. Lord, I know he's seeking. And Lord, Bible says, seek and you shall find. And Lord, I trust that we could all have that same desire, Lord, to seek after you with our whole heart. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for meeting our needs this morning. Again, it's only you that we could be saved. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: one who sent me free hallelujah death has lost its grip on me you have broken every chain your salvation in your name
1: Jesus Christ my living hope then came the morning that sealed the promise you're buried by the cross. yet. We love City of Light, by the way. Um, my wife has always, she's loved them for years. And I'm if my wife likes it, then I think that I probably can't really go there yet. You know, I, I drag, come kicking and screaming to the place where she's at. But um, kind of like Sabina, that movie, I did not want to watch that. I just had no desire to. And yet, it was such a thing for me. Or it was such a great movie when I did watch it. Same with City of Light. Now I'm just totally on a City of Light kick, and I can't get enough of what their, what their music is. I love the words that God speaks to that. Steve, sorry, go ahead.
4: Um, this week uh, on Tuesday... uh, special for me, I don't know if my name was on there Uh, I'll be 70 years old (laughs) and it's the grace of God and and I I can describe the life that God's given me in two words God's mercy and what we've been through uh, my age but even each one, It, it shows God's uh, faithfulness. Uh, a lot of times we need to hear and see what he's doing. Um, and hopefully at least I have 30 more years. It would be nice. But I, I was wondering if I should come up or not. But, you know, the Lord sometimes gives you a tug. And the reason is to encourage. Encourage you all to keep on. And that God is with us through Trials, but also, as somebody said, the good times. And we can praise the Lord through both. A lot of times we praise the Lord when something good happens. I do the same thing. But the challenge is, even when we're going through trials, can we praise the Lord um, through them? And there's also, I'm learning, I'm still learning, that there's blessings through tribulation. And it doesn't make sense to our carnal mind, but there are. God bless you.
2: This is your last chance. Anyone wants to say
1: anything? I think my wife really wants, like, uh, all her honorary nieces to say something.
0: I have a whole bunch of honorary nieces here today. (laughs) This is kind of a new song. We've never sang it here
1: before, but it's an easy um, tune, and the words are incredible. So. How I love the of Jesus. Seated. Okay, the children can come forward. How about you all stand there, and I'll stand down here. All right. Well, you guys are going to have to sing loud. But you know what else we got here this morning? We got a lot of big kids that love to sing, too. And I have seen them yelling, jumping doing somersaults. They've been doing all kinds of things that I'm sure they would love to include in this, right? Did you see any of them out in the yard doing anything funny this week? Nothing? Oh, they were playing funny games. Mm. They were doing some weird things. They were running around, dumping water on each other, running around, blindfolds on, waving big sticks. Now guess what I forgot this morning? You have no idea? I forgot I had children's lesson. Oh, boy. Hmm. Huh? So you guys want to sing? Huh? I forgot? I forgot that I had children's lesson. I had one I was going to do with you guys, and I would have totally had it ready to go. But I forgot because I'm that kind of person. All right. What do you guys want to sing? God's not dead. dead? That's a good one. Do you want them to help? You do? You don't want to just try to do it by yourselves? Huh? You want them to... Yes, you want to do it by yourself? No. Oh. Big kids. Okay. God's not dead. No, he is alive. God's not dead. No, he is alive. God's not dead. No, he is alive. I feel him in my hands. Feel him in my feet. Feel him in my heart. Feel him in my soul. Woo! Feel him all over me God's not dead, no He is alive God's not dead, no He is alive God's not dead, no He is alive I feel him in my hands Feel him in my feet Feel him in my heart Feel him in my soul Feel him all over me. All right. Um, You think you guys can outdo the I got the joy, joy, joy? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Against a hundred. This is going to be biblical. (sighs) If God is with me, who can be against me? All right, what do you think? You guys want you you want the girls to help you or the boys to help you? Well, seeing as there's nothing else, we're all singing together at this point. You you get the either you either get the Bible school girls or the Bible school boys. There's an even number. Okay, you guys are not picky at all. What are you counting? Okay. We will patiently wait on Cherry to get done counting people. Did you get it? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, they shouldn't be so rude. Oh, it was me. Okay. All right. So you want you want them to help you? Which side? Okay, I guess we're just all doing this together. Okay, I've got the joy, 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 joy Down in my heart Down in my heart Down in my heart I've got the joy, 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 joy Down in my heart Down in my heart To stay And I'm so happy So very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart And I'm so happy, so very happy I've got the love of Jesus in my heart I've got the wonderful love of my Blessed Redeemer way Down in the depths of my heart Down in the depths of my heart Down in the depths of my heart heart. I've got the wonderful love of my Blessed Redeemer way Down in the depths of my heart Down in the depths of my heart to stay, and I'm so happy, so very happy, I've got the love of Jesus in my heart, and I'm so happy, so very happy, I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. You got anybody you want to torture this morning? Nobody you want to have come up and do motions? Isaiah and who? And Jaya. And Jaya. Mm. See, I can get away with Isaiah, Jaya. I, I'm gonna get murdered in my sleep. Um, hmm. What'd you do to her last night, anyway? You didn't give her what she wanted last night. That she's picking on you. She said she wants you up there to do motions. You're always nice to. Is that true? Don't answer it. Don't answer it. <laughs> I do not want to make you lie, so it's okay. Um, so let me see. You might have to come up with somebody more creative than that. Was did anybody push? Did anybody push you this week, dude? Anything wrong to you? Yeah. Exclude you? That's the one you want to pick on. Well, I guess we're, we're going to leave him alone then. Um, what else you want to do? What other song? Hey, we're not doing that song. What do you want to do? Who? If you want to go ask her sweetly and see if she'll come, you can do that. I'm not putting myself in that position. <laughs> Brent and Benny. All right, Ben. All right. What other song you want to sing? You got another song? Cast Your Burdens? This one I would love the CJ I do. <laughs> all right. You guys all know this? Do all the youth know this song? Cast Your Burdens? All right. Because there ain't enough room in this between the seats for you all. All right. Cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Cast your burdens unto Jesus, for he cares for you. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, higher higher, higher, lift up, Jesus, higher, 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 lift up, Jesus, higher, higher. Lower, Satan, lower, 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 Satan, lower, 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 Satan, lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower, cast your burdens, <laughs> Unto Jesus, for He cares for you. (laughs) Cast your burden unto Jesus, for He cares for you. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, 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 lift up Jesus, higher, higher. Higher, higher, lift up Jesus. Higher, higher. You want to do it again?
6: Yes.
1: Lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower. Lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower. Lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower. Lower, 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 Satan, lower, lower. Higher higher, Jesus, higher, higher. higher, higher, lift up Jesus. Higher, 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 lift up Jesus. Higher, 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 lift up Jesus. Higher, 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 lift up Jesus. Higher, higher. Now, okay. You got nothing else you want to make them do? No. No. That's it. No. No, that's right. Who's the king of the jungle? No. The king of the jungle. Yes. I like that song. Okay, do, do the girls know their part? What is your part? Okay. What's the boys' part? Doesn't that look like a what is that? Thank you. You could do that too if you want to. You don't have to. Um you guys ready? Okay, who's the king of the jungle, who's the king of the sea, who's the king of the universe, and who's the king of me, I tell you, J-E-S-U-S, yes, he's the king of me, he's the king of the universe, the jungle and the sea. Who's the king of the jungle? Who's the king of the sea? Who's the king of the universe? And who's the king of me? I tell you, J-E-S-U-S. Yes, he's the king of me. He's the king of the universe. The jungle and the sea. All right, you guys still want a story? Yes. Yes. Is there any you haven't heard before? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Let me think. What do you like to hear about? Oh, a story you haven't heard of? Okay. <laughs> huh? David in the lions. I've never heard. Oh, David hat. Yeah, you're right. You thinking Daniel and the lion or David in the lion? David. David. What did David do with the lion? What did David do with the lion? David and Goliath. Oh, David and Goliath. Irvin, come up here. Come on. This is how it feels. Last night he 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 went down to my level. See you're like this. See now this is how it feels when he's looking at me. It feels so good. <laughs> okay, so let me see Benny or no you uh, come over here. Come here. No, not you. I can't. Why can't I think of your name? What's your name? JJ. JJ. Come here. Come here. Come down here. Come down. Come down. Okay, now you see this guy. Yeah. You want to tackle him? Why not? (laughs) If you get a stone and a sling, would you feel better? No. No? Does that kind of feel like Goliath? Just a little, huh? It's kind of woolly like that. Got a gruff voice. Kind of walks around with a big stick. All right. What do you think... Hold on. I ain't done with you yet. What do you think it took... What do you think it took for David to take and go and kill Goliath? A stone what else? Uh, How he God God? That's right. He had faith, right? Did you guys hear about faith the other day? Uh, did Patrick? I think Patrick taught you about faith, right? He had you fallen off of things? Was't that or no, he had somebody else falling off of things, right? That was trust, Kind of the same thing. It's kind of like to trust is also to have faith. So it's kind of the same concept, right? Okay, now let's get the other big guy in the room over here. Brian. All right, well, see all these big guys we got? Doesn't this make you feel pretty trusting, right? Come over here, Brian. All right, who else is? Shannon, where's Shannon? And Jason. I think that's the biggest guys we got. I could have picked on Josiah. I mean, what's his name back there, but I didn't. Justice. Hi. Okay. Um, we didn't need any stones. Um, sorry. All right. Benny. You trust these guys? Oh. Oh. Look how big they are. You know, so you want to see them flex? That help you trust them more? Have faith. Hey, look at look at see 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 they got muscles. Didn't help you? Not much.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: hmm. What would make you what, what what do you think would make you have faith in these guys? Trust? trust? Okay, but what would what, what do you think would okay uh, wh- okay I'm gonna have them throw you in the air. Do you think they're gonna catch you? Yeah. You do? Why? Because they can? You sure? What makes you think so? Because they're big. Okay. What makes you think that God would trust you? I mean, that you should trust, be able to have faith in God and trust God when things are tough in your life? What, what, what makes you think that you know, if you get into a real pickle, let's say you lose your parents in Walmart or in a, uh, Amazon in our case, but um, <laughs> what would you do? How do you know that He would take care of you? Because He loves loves you. Do you think they love you? (laughs) Are you sure? Do you even know His name? (laughs) But you think He loves you? Oh, how much more than that Jesus who knows your name? What does it say Jesus has numbered? You guys know? What does Jesus have numbered? You don't know? It says that Jesus has the very hairs of your head numbered. Please don't do that, JJ. Um, he has the very hairs of your Do you know how many? Can you please stop? Um, he has the very hairs on your head numbered. Do you know how many hairs you have? A thousand. A thousand? Maybe more. Maybe more. A you can probably count the ones on my head. Yeah, I don't have any that's why you can count them alright so Jesus cares about you so much you don't even know his name Jesus knows your name he has the very hairs on your head numbered how much more does he love you than this guy you don't even know his name a lot more and you can have a lot of faith in him okay what I'm going to have you do here you guys ever thrown somebody when they're stiff All right. lay down on the ground lay down right here now keep yourself very stiff don't flex in your middle like keep very stiff And you four guys, grab on all sides of them there. All right. Oh, no, you got to go down. You got to go down low. Okay. So, So, Brian, you want to grab underneath like that? Okay. Now, Benny, stay stiff. Three, two, one. Throw them up. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) You guys can sit down. Thank you. All right. So if you think, if he can trust guys he doesn't even know their name, how much more can you trust God who knows your name, loves you, and cares about you so much? A lot. Even if it looks like Goliath way up there like JJ experienced, how tall he was, that looks pretty daunting, right? I wouldn't even tackle him. But that's what it feels like when we have trust in God. So David had a lot of trust in God because he trusted that God would help him. He didn't have trust in his sling and his stone. They had a lot of trust in God. All right, you guys go back to your parents. Thank you.
3: Amen. David trusted God. And as I was listening to you, Brother Steve, say that you have your testimonies of God's mercy, my mind went to Isaiah 55, verse 3. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live, and then God will do something. All we have to do is listen. And come. And then God has a word for us. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. You want those kind of mercies in your life? Come. Listen. God will make you a promise. Same mercies I gave to David, I'll give to you forever. Those words encourage me, whether I'm failing in my life and feeling like, wow, Lord, I'm having a tough time here, growing into a truth you're giving me, or whether I'm rejoicing in God's victory in my life. Sure, mercies of David are always there. Ephesians 2 says, but God who is rich in mercy... While we were still dead in our trespasses and sins, he lavished them on us. So look at God's mercy like David did. Trust in his mercy. We often talk about David's faith, but I think the one thing that we sometimes miss is that David's faith came out of God's mercy shown in his life. His faith was in God's mercy, even when he went for Goliath when he went for the bear, when he went for the lion. His faith was that God would have mercy on him when Saul chased him through the wilderness for 10 years. A couple announcements uh, before I give the time over to Brother David. Uh, Welcome, everyone. We're glad you're here today. and uh, We are excited about what the Lord is going to do through us and in us today. Uh, brother david's going to be sharing the word we'll have lunch is the plan and then this afternoon uh, is just open free for uh, activities or whatever you feel like doing taking a nap this evening we had planned to start at 6:30, but because of uh, some changes in the ones who are helping us with the event we're going to start at 5:30. we're going to have an outdoor praise event We've asked a few brothers and sisters to come, uh, some of our friends to come and and lead us in that praise and worship, and it's going to be outdoors. You can see we have a trailer, Dwayne and Dad and Dave set up this uh, stage outdoor here, and we'll have together with that a barbecue, Uh, as Dave says, a Colorado barbecue, Uh, burgers and hot dogs, uh, not ribs and steak. So uh, we just... Plan to have it as, a, as an open community event. If you have friends or you maybe met someone this week uh, that you'd like to invite, please do so. It's an open invitation uh, of just a, an outdoor praise time, glorifying Jesus for who He is and for everything He's done and going to do for us. A prayer request. Eli and Christy are going to have a baby the Lord wills, a healthy one. So Eli test, texted me this morning and said, please pray, because he's going into some labor. So uh, let's just take a moment. Let's all pray out loud together. If you've never done this, just forget about your neighbor and come to the Lord and just pray to him, and uh, let's lift them up. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We lift up Eli and Christy before you and their family. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. For you um, uh, young people who came here, we had made an announcement that we're going to give you our notes, those of us who were teaching, and put them together in a folder. The folders came, and they're not the folders we thought we were getting. Um, And also, as I was cleaning up evenings and mornings here, I noticed the one person who was giving out notes of his teachings to you, papers were everywhere, and I thought, hmm, maybe Dave and I are old school. Paper and pen are not so much the millennial generation because they've got this and we didn't grow up with this. So what we decided to do was instead of printing them out and giving to you in hard copy, we're simply going to give it to you digital. And uh, we have the youth retreat WhatsApp. And so we have already have photos on there and different announcements uh, we're just going to go ahead and put our notes on there in the next coming week as the Lord leads us and we get to be able to put those together. And that way you'll have it together and guess what? Next year this time you'll get a Google reminder. So sometimes these are, are more uh, efficient and environmentally friendly and actually more helpful. Can you believe I'm saying that? Wow. It's a lot for this guy to say. Um, so we're planning to do that uh, instead of handing out the folders. However, there are still a lot, a numerous little sacks, those little paper bags we gave you with Bible verses and so on. Those are laying around as well. I, I just want to encourage you that tonight, before you leave, if you want to look for yours and take it home with you, um, they're back here on the table, the, all the ones that we found laying around, I just put back here on the table. And uh, your notepads, whoever left your notepads and pens, they're back there. And then also, um, if any one of you did not get the book that I handed out, John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life, or if you lost yours, please come to me. I still have some extras, and I'll be glad to give it to you so that you make sure you have yours to take home. And I'll let Dave announce on his books and and, and the literature that they have. Okay, at this time, uh, Brother Dave, let's pray together and... Give the time over to you. Father in heaven, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you. We thank you together for your living word. And as our brother shares that word with us, Lord, and and allows himself to be a vessel, we pray that you would come with the power of your Holy Spirit, and like rivers of living water, flow through him, through his mind, uh, his thoughts, Lord, and, and speak to us. You speak to us through the power of your Spirit through our brother. Bless
6: him in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, praise God. It's been a wonderful honor and blessing and a high point of my year and my life to come and just spend a few days with you and uh, you students. Thank you for opening up your minds and hearts uh, to being together this week. I want to echo just what Phil says as we're doing announcements. Let's keep that... um, whatsapp thread alive during the year praying for one another if you got a prayer request especially if you're trying to pray and we've talked about sharing uh, our faith with others and being a bold witness prayer warrior in our communities if it, it, sometimes it comes at a cost people that were our friends suddenly don't become our friends so community is important uh, it's the more we stay together we, we want to encourage one another to do that so let's keep that going our theme this week as you know has been uh, God's purpose my mission we're going to repeat that again let's kind of soak on that God's purpose he's got a purpose right reconciling a fallen world to himself and hey, we have a part of that he's entrusted to us Phil said he's adopted us into his family he's given us the family business and what's the family business to, uh, it's to get out there and share Christ's love his power right I want to thank Pastor Phil for orchestrating all this um, Phil aptly named Philos in the Greek means what brotherly love like the Apostle Phil uh, bold and uh, courageous witness we appreciate your being such a loving and caring shepherd An- Anthony leading on a worship thank you for that uh, eagerly and urban teaching Carry uh, in robust games. Uh, got a shout out him. He shot out the kids literally like a, a slingshot on a slipping slide this week. And what a pitcher that was uh, to see them going down there in all of the games. Carry, are you still here, carrying in the room? Or did you step out? He might have stepped out. Um, I had a, well. Anyway, you can get. Thank you, Carry, for what you've done, and uh, maybe get the word to him. And sir, and, uh, um, the picture we had today, by the way, I love that about. Um, throwing I know that's a little dangerous for parents seeing a kid being hurled into the projectile thing. But the Bible does, just a reminder, the Bible teaches that uh, how blessed is the one has a, a quiver full of arrows, right? Um, what are arrows meant to be done? They're meant to be shot out and uh, sent out. And that's really a, a metaphor of what we are as a church, what the kingdom is about, shooting us out and shooting us into the nations and into our s- circle of influence to be able to salt and light for that. Um, and I want to do a special shout out to the support staff, uh, those who were hosting this week cooking, hospitality. Um, if you hosted somebody, if you helped cook, Katie, Ruth, the rest, um, if you were part of the hospitality team, would you stand up right now behind the scenes that were part of the hosting? Stand up, please. Yeah, thank you so much, sir. To thank you. Um, thank you. Let's give them a hand. One thing you know about young people and old, they, they need to eat, and they need to eat frequently, and that support staff is vital. Thank you all for doing that and being a part of that. Uh, For those that don't know me, my name is Dave Arden. I work for an organization called Spirit of Martyrdom SOM International. And our focus is internationally serving leaders who risk much for Jesus. That's internationally serving leaders who risk much for Jesus. We're focused on the restricted nations. Uh, We're going to places where there's great persecution and many threats against the church to equip leaders, empower uh, faith share the word and see God multiply in those areas around the world we're reaching out to tribal groups rural villages and unreached peoples in places like india bangladesh uh, sri lanka northwest africa colombia venezuela uh, mexico and uh, more my wife and i've been supporting the ministry for about 10 years and i joined the staff about three years ago as the operations director on the domestic side working with our uh, domestic staff Um, over the last decade, the Lord has opened up door. I've been shot. When I speak about arrows, it's being a rockets we're going to shoot. I've been in that rocket. Carrie um, was going to sling me down the, the slip and slide, and I quietly went away because this rocket's a little bit. Uh, my O ring's a little shaky, Phil, and uh, I'm going to be shot out later this year to Southeast Asia, taking about a dozen trips internationally. And I've got to see firsthand uh, what God is doing and how the gospel is just exploding in parts of the world. Believers maturing, maturing in faith, coming to Christ. Uh, the hard. Difficult environments have created a wonderful opportunity for people to press into the Lord, go deeper, and share their faith, even though it costs them richly. So today we're going to be focusing on, Lord, this, multiply your vision, your word, and your power through our lives. Um, spreading the word, it's essentially our focus is multiplication in the nations. And I, uh, I pray that you'd open your heart up to what we're going to talk about today on this topic. Now I want to lay a foundation a little bit on this complicated subject. It's a complicated topic. When I say the word multiplication, uh, many of us back to school days are going to be, oh no, math, right? Numbers, right? Unless you're an accountant. If you're an accountant, you're like, yippee skippy. this is my day in church. But most of us are not motivated by math. Most of us are kind of demotivated when we talk about numbers, right? But multiplication tables, you remember them back in the day, right? Three times five is 15. Five times 10 is um, Three times five is 15. Five times 10 is 15, right? 10 times 100 is a thousand. How many you remember your multiplication tables back in the day when you were in third grade? Yeah. Was, were those helpful to you, by the way, when you were later on in life? Yeah. You got to use those things once in a while, right? How much more then do we need to focus in on? There's Kerry. Thank you. I shouted out to you earlier about uh, what a good job you did this week. Thank you, brother, for uh, uh, shooting kids out of cannons and throwing kids in. That was a <laughs> wonderful illustration of being arrows sent out, right? Um, multiplication tables are important. You need to know your math. You need to know your scriptures. How more important to be able to multiply Christ? into our context, into the nations. We have a choice every day. We can multiply the encouragement of Christ. We go home as a group. We all say, hey, we're going to encourage somebody today, right? We can go out and encourage this person, that person. This group within earshot here now, you have the multi- you have Christ in you. You can multiply him. Or what does the world do, right? Multiply anger. That, that's a multiplication too, right? Or anger. Or fear. During COVID, was, was, was fear multiplied? Sure it was, right? Everybody kind of hunkered down and, oh, man, don't go outside. Don't talk to anybody. Go find a foxhole, right? We have a choice to make in that. Praise God. He's given us the power through the Holy Spirit and the good news to multiply hope and peace and confidence and strength and wisdom and the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right, in our daily life, right? The goodness of God. You are a platform to multiply the goodness of God into your community, into your school, into your workplace. And that's our challenge today is where can we multiply Christ? Uh, the most in our context? Is it the mercies of God that's needed most? Is it forgiveness that needs to be multiplied? We saw last night as a, as a group, a powerful witness and testimony of uh, Richard and some, really Sabina Wormbrand, uh, who were in a time and place during the early part of World War II where there was a lot of things being multiplied, death, murder, loss, fear. And they ch- chose to st- put a stake in the ground, say, you know what, we're going to multiply this. We're going to believe in Jesus, we're going to hold to the truth, and we're going to multiply faith in Jesus Christ. And that, because of the Worm Branch testimony, that's really one of the reasons we're here. David and Cindy Witt knew and connected with, spent time with the Worm Branch back in the late 1990s and uh, before he passed away in like around 2001. And and that's a reason we have ministries today that are focused around the world on lifting up those who are persecuted. So we're, let's just talk family-to-family um, person to person, really in your heart of hearts, if you can multiply Christ more in your life, really what would that look like? Uh, what kind of fruit would come out of that if, if we, we multiply that treasure of Jesus? Uh, we've been talking this week about treasure and seeking out after the Lord, about treasure. Isn't it interesting, the people that find the gold, like in Colorado or Arizona or Nevada, usually they're not the ones that get, make the money. <laughs> uh, they have it. But they're not equipped to just distribute it, and, and it takes a distribution system. Well, that is God's, we are God's distribution system. So let's pray as we get into the word today and ask the Lord for help. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for choosing us to multiply your love in us, Jesus, your resurrection power in us, um, your sacrificial love and redeemed life, exchange life. We give you fear, sin, pain, brokenness, anger. And because of the born-again, new life in Christ, you've given us every spiritual blessing in Christ. And we have this, this wisdom you've given us. We have this, this uh, um, treasure in broken vessels to share and to give and to serve. And so we pray, Lord, you would just give us uh, encouragement today, that you would just give us your peace today and give us vision today that we can multiply more and more Christ, not only in our own communities but around the world. We love you and praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Multiplication is really God's vision to share his glory. Um, It's it's God's idea to multiply. It's God's idea to create. It's God's idea to establish and and, and let his uh, his people flourish. Amen. And we're going to be, this morning, I want to pop up here in Genesis chapter 1. First commandment in the Bible. Many of you are familiar with this passage, but you have your, your word. Turn over to Genesis chapter 1. Um, I'm reading this from the NASB translation. Comes early on, we're uh, on the on the fifth day here. God said, "Let the water, let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens." And God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moved, and with which the waters swarmed, according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning a fifth day. So the Lord created the earth, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we know he creates night and day. But on this fifth day, he's got a a really a vision for seeing his creation multiply in the form of what? Uh, Interesting. Fish, right? And birds, what do we learn about God that He loves to multiply His creation? Right. Let's think about that for a second. What do we learn about God that He loves to multiply? Well, He's a God of abundance. One for one thing, right? He's because He's able to do that and has a vision to do that. He delights in that, and then and His vision for us, His people, right as well, we'll talk about, is not just to sur- survive but to thrive. God wants us to thrive, right? God wants us to to believe that we can we can multiply. And it's interesting here in the scriptures that God even He delights when He when he creates the birds and the fish and sees them blessed, says he he delights in that. It. It's, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good thing. When I see my family thrive, when I see my house filled on Sunday, when I see uh, my barnyard full of animal animals and the animal, even the animal creation, right? He delights in that. And he speaks to the animals. Have you ever noticed that? He says, speaking to them to the birds and to the fish. I love that. Talking to birds, talking to fish. Some of us crazy people don't like to talk to our pets. We're like, hey, see, there we go talk to our dog works, right? He, t- he said, what do you say to them? Hey, be fruitful, birds. be multiply fish and fill the waters and the seas, right? Get in there. Fish fill the the seas and birds fill the heavens, the skies. And the Lord's like, oh, right, this is cool. Right? Isn't that awesome uh, uh, to, to see the Lord's joy in that? Um, why is this relevant today? What is it a big deal that, that well, because God's preparing the earth for who? He's got people coming down the pipeline. He's for us, right? Did you know that the oceans employ about 60 million people around the world, right? At least. Uh, there's hard to gauge the exact numbers, but estimates are by the you know, oceanological people. 60 million people work around the world in just fishing, right? Uh, not, to, not really counting lakes. There's about a 100 million metric tons of fish caught each year. And what does that do? Why is that value? That, well, that feeds a good chunk of the planet. If we didn't have fish, we'd, we'd have some problems. But God created the fish because He said it's good, and I want fish, and fish are going to come to the, the table a later on. Jesus says, "I'm going to make you what fishers of men. Fish are important. Uh, don't diminish the value of the fish. Right? Without fish, we'd be in a fix. Essentially, is what we're here today, right? Because because God created it, and He made it, and He, if the Lord said it's good, what do we say? Amen. Who are we to tell the Lord, Lord, we don't like your fish, we don't like your, shrunk. no, no, Lord, we, Lord, set it up, right? And then God's preparing the way again for, for what? For humankind in the form of multiplications. Genesis 1, 26. Look a little further down the page. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our own image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock and over the earth, and over every crawling thing that crawls on the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish and the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth, right? Man is created, we know, in the image of God, right? We we, we operate in relationships, right, like God does, with personality, uh, with emotionality, emotions, with spirituality, a depth of spirit, with morality, sense of right and wrong. Also, the Lord gave man capacity to, to rule the earth, To take responsibility for what God created around the world. To to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it. It's the first commandment in the Bible. Before even the commandment to love, which we know we're commanded to do, it's like, get out there. Multiply. Don't just stand there. Get out there and spread the treasure that I've given you. What do we learn about God? Again, because he multiplied, he's called a man. Well, he's honored in that. He's glorified in that. right? The Lord is pleased. The Lord is energized. Aren't you mom and dad energized when you see your house? Well, it can be overstressing, I get that, you mom I understand. But aren't you kind of energized when you see your house, like the kids are together, there's activity going on. I know as a parent, I've got two girls, I love it when there's activity. When the friends are over, when we're hanging out, and we're just seeing, uh, seeing friendships and the network multiply. There's just something beautiful about that. How blessed it is when we dwell together in unity. We're together, we're a family, and God's kingdom is always growing, always expanding. You know, years ago, they asked scientists to do a study, and scientists were looking at this question of, you know, as the universe expands greater and goes further out, what what rate does it continue to expand? And the, it's interesting that we're expecting it to slow down as it got further and further out. And scientific research came back with, you know, it doesn't, not only does it not slow down as it gets further out, it speeds up. The Creator, our God, loves to create. He loves to expand. Our horizons, our opportunities, cultures, language, people, young people, You've got a unique opportunity these days to live in a time and place. 50 even 30, 50 years ago, we didn't have the opportunity to you to to go places and to to go to cross new borders and to to jump online and and make friends around the world. Um, We kind of stayed in our own, back in the day, our own little sphere of influence. But now, what's limiting you? What's holding you back from making friends in Spain or or going going to Africa or checking out Europe or beyond? I want, to, I want to encourage you, man. With God's given you opportunities, uh, precious opportunities. I know what. Here's the challenge of it, and here's where we need the wisdom. It's like going into a restaurant though, where there's a, a thousand choices on the menu. It's hard to pick, right? I'm gonna, if Ely were here, we'd say, okay, you know, we get the enchiladas or we get the chimichanga, right? Shout out to Ely. What am I going to do? So when you look at the nations, you're like, gosh, this is overwhelming. How do I, how do we learn about the nations? Too many countries to choose from. And this is why we like send out newsletters and just start equipping people to talk. Here's what's going on in these parts of the world. Here's what's happening around the world. So it becomes more and more of a natural thing. Oh yeah, I just, I'm just going to pop over to pop over to Bangladesh when I get to India. I'm just going to pop over to uh, you know Peru when I go to Brazil. You know, and just under. By the way, geography is important in that. You need to know your map, right? When somebody says, Hey, I'm going to go here. We need to know how to get there and pray for those people. But God has given us a with our family, with our SOM family, an international network to be able to, to connect together, to serve together, to be able to grow together and make friends internationally. And making friends internationally will, will will bless you. My first Russian friend, my first close Russian friend that I've ever made was was just, it just changed my perspective on the world, what it means to be a believer in Moscow, Russia. Now hang with me for a minute. Now like like I said, math is not usually a motivator. In fact, for most people, it demotivates. But it's imperative we get the heart behind this. It's, not, it's more than numbers uh, for numbers' sake, right? There's more to that. Consider a masterful painter who creates a gorgeous painting. Like, say, here's a painting from the 1800s. Of, uh, oh, didn't come up quite like I'm Like, But you get the idea. On my screen, it comes up the whole thing. But a uh, painting of, uh, of Estes Park in the 1800s, right? Beautiful painting, majestic, unpolluted, amazing. What Estes Park looked like right before all the tourists moved in. Pretty pretty. Pretty beautiful, right? Because he's what this painter that painted this, he's got a he's got a choice to make, right? Um, because he's the designer and, he, and the creator, he gets to choose kind of how that's multiplied. He can say, you know what, I want to make a, a, I want to make fifty of these, or I want to make a thousand prints, and I'm going to get that out there. I need some distribution help, but this is my painting. He's the author, he's the creator, so he gets to design and and get the the blessing of being able to multiply that that painting. Um, he might just decide to make one copy and say, you know what? It's done. I love that painting so much. I enjoy that painting so much. I'm just going to keep one copy. And I think that's in the Denver Museum also as well. Um, but beyond the prints. Or consider the writer. Some of you writer types. That was a, a dream of mine years ago. I want to write a book. I want to I tell my story, right? Um, he or she writes a book. He's got, as, again, as the creator... As the author, he needs a distribution system, a, a distributor, but he's got some choices he can make on what he wants to do with the rights of that book. He wants to give it away to somebody. He wants to keep one book, say, I love this book so much, I'm just going to hold it for myself. Or most writers are going to say, you know, it would be nice if somebody else read this, so I'm going to give this book to you, I'm going to give this book to you, give this book to you. You want my book? God created the earth. I think the scriptures teach us that. Psalm 24, the, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Now, the, So the Lord pretty much has rights to multiply that or not. He can if the Lord wanted to, I think we'd all attest, he could create a 1,000 earths. Wouldn't that be an interesting universe if we had a 1,000 places just like earth? But the Lord's a little bit more protective than that. He's going to do, what, two, right? He's got the old earth, and what, is he else, gonna, what else is he going to do? He's got a new earth coming. So two. But he's, again, the multiplier. He's the designer. He's the creator. So he gets to choose what he wants to do with his message. Well, the Lord God in his grace established in the resurrected Christ a living portrait of, of what a God-honoring life looks like. We want to be somebody. We want to reach somebody. We want to be special. Who do we look to? Who's our model? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And through Christ, we have every spiritual blessing and every opportunity, and we have an opportunity to around the world multiply the image of Christ. And it's his goal, the goal of our Lord, right, to multiply around the world. That's his right. That's his challenge. That's his call upon our lives. And if he wants to call us, and he is... Around the world, he's gonna, he has the right to do that and the opportunity, and we're blessed to be the distributors of that right. Every tribe, every people, uh, nation, every taco stand, every you know, every neighbor, right? He's given us the right and said, "I've given you the rights. My story, my book, I've given to you. you Go." But Lord, I, I think there's a sense of unworthiness that comes along. Why me? We talked about Moses. <laughs> You're going to give the right to me for authority. You're going to give the right to me for responsibility. Like, Lord, I think you've got the wrong dude. I think maybe you should pick somebody else who's more good-looking or more talented or who, who maybe speaks better or sings better. No, the Lord loves to delight in, in His his disciples, His young ones. Multiplication is God's vision to share His glory. It's God's also a way of satisfying His flock in John 6. So I'm just going to kind of paraphrase this story. Who does Jesus want to satisfy? How does Jesus want to multiply when He comes in? He's in on the, on the uh, Sea of Galilee, you remember the story of him multiplying the bread and the fish. And the teacher, the rabbi, the good shepherd, arrives on the sea, and he's, he's being followed. He's being followed by a lot of disciples because they're seeing him do miracles, and they're seeing him bring healings, and they just want to be around Jesus. And they're seeing this life he lives and like, who's this Christ? And he's somebody special. Everything, everywhere Jesus goes, exciting things happen, Right? Jesus sees them coming. He's concerned about their spiritual needs, but he's also concerned about the physical needs. And he, he tests uh, his disciples and says to Philip, hey, Philip, come over here a second. Let's talk about this big group. Here They're coming and they're going to be together. And where are we going to buy bread that these people might uh, be able to have something to eat? You know? Philip's like, what are you talking about? The disciples are like, wait a second. We we don't have enough money. They just even feed, feed a few people. That's How are we going to possibly meet this huge need that's there? And Andrew discovers a little boy who's got, you know the story, five small barley loaves, and he's got two, the word in the original is two small fish. The common thread is the small nature. It's a small boy with small loaves of bread, barley, with little loaves like this, and small fish. Can you imagine me and this little boy? I don't know really how this, kind of curious where this boy comes up with a fish, comes up with a bread. Maybe he lost, wandered off, maybe he was... With his family, and that also showed he was probably they're probably a poorer family because and didn't have as much because this is the kind of kind of kind of lunch box they brought that just didn't have a lot there wasn't wheat bread the fish weren't big there wasn't an abundance there, and this little boy you can imagine being pulled out of the cross says come here young man I want, Jesus the Master wants to see you, man can you imagine that the Master wants to see me, wow why would the Master possibly want to see me well what do you got there young man well I, I've got these I've got these two little fish I've got these. I've got these five loaves of barley bread, but they're small. And, uh, and I I don't know. I don't know what, what do you think, Jesus? What do you think? Well, look, imagine being this little boy, what, what might have that boy felt like? Pretty overwhelmed, Jesus wants to see him. A pretty humble that God he's got something of value to the master, but pretty special that he set apart. And what does Jesus say? That'll work. Bring it to me. Let's get this party started, right? Brings it to, of course, you know the rest of the story. Christ brings the bread, he breaks it right, he prays to the Lord and Praises his father, and all of a sudden, man, they're just passing it out right, left, and right, and east and west, and all of a sudden, pass me some more bread, and pass me some more fish, and and pretty soon the whole multitude of thousand, five thousand people are fed. Wow. They were, and it says they ate until they were satisfied. That's what multiplication is. Man, I I I, I got more than. I want some more of that pizza. I want some more of that. I want some more of this food, right? It's when we're, we're eating and, and our even our, our soul is satisfied. We're like, Lord, thank you for that. We're, we can go away filled and satisfied. The people were, were remarked, they were so taken by this. They said in in John 6:14, Truly, this is the prophet who has come into the world. Truly, this man is special. Truly, this man is, is blessed of God. Truly, this is. The the, the one of God, the the prophet is a reference really to what they would have seen in Moses. Moses was a prophet. Moses was the one who brought the manna and the bread. And Moses was the one who satisfied them in the wilderness. And here comes Christ, the fulfillment of Moses, the fulfillment of the Old Testament, bringing that satisfaction. Someday in heaven, we're going to meet that boy, that little boy who said, Man, I was the one that Jesus, I gave Jesus the bread. Can you imagine what, I wonder what happened in his rest of his story, John. Like what did he grow up into and what kind of disciple he could become? Because that, that, talk about a claim to fame. I was the one that gave Jesus the bread. I was the one that gave, opened up that door of opportunity because he had, to, he had to use somebody and why not use me? I want to ask you that question. What little gift do you have to give to the Lord that you don't think is much? Maybe it's you play the violin or maybe it's you, you like to write poetry or maybe it's your, you're a really good greeter. Maybe you have a heart to pray, pray for the nations. Uh, maybe you're just a good listener. Wow. Could you bring it to the Lord? Could you say, Lord, I I don't have much. I, I, I didn't score very well in my SAT. My ACT kind of stunk. People made fun of me in high school, right? We put, but, hey, I'm giving you this, Lord, and would you use it? Lord, you know, he, the Lord loves that. He loves to give us the light to use that. God loves to multiply himself and his, and his bread through his followers. Our job is, is not to, to do the multiplying. Notice that about the story. It wasn't the disciples who multiplied bread. The disciples were challenged to, to believe, trust in the Lord, believe God's going to use it. And, and secondly, to do what? To be the distributors. Again, we didn't create the gospel, we didn't create the Bible, whatever are we? we're the distribu- we're the distribution arm of Jesus. Let me give you this book. Let me give you this scripture. Let me give you this testimony. It's God, the one that multiplies himself and multiplies through his Holy Spirit the work around the community, right? But it's our job to get it out there. And I want to embolden you. Look, you you may not um, feel most confident. You may not go to Toastmasters and want to win awards. I went to Toastmasters one time and we had to create our own ministry because I didn't fit and I was that far off the line that, that uh, we had to do something else. This isn't going to work for me, guys. I'm not going to stand in front of this board of business people and get marked on how I'm speaking because, frankly, I'm that bad. And I'm that off, and I don't want to get mocked in front of a bunch of business people. But maybe get me in front of some Christians who can help me speak better, and maybe I'll have a fighting chance, right? But the Lord can use words. The Lord can use us, his messengers, his people, to, our, to believe, to trust, and to distribute. To distribute. We've got a, around the world we see wonderful stories. A pastor seeing in India is is a, is a brother who I've met a number of times, gone to be with and become a close friend, Who who started small. He was, in fact, about um, 12, 13 years old. He took sick, got a li- kind of liver disease. And in that honor-shame culture, when you're a young man that's sick, it brings shame on the family, dishonor on the, fa- dishonor on the family. And his own father says, look, I wish you weren't born. I, I, I don't wish you weren't even around. You're just that bad and that shameful. Um, the family struggled. They tried everything. They tried to fix them through, you know, sacrificing the goats and the cows and what you do in, in India, you know, is, is do everything you can to get the plant foods and, the, and sacrifices by the priests. And they tried everything and nothing worked. Nothing worked. And then one day, a Christian businessman came in their area and told the mom, hey, why don't you pray in the name of Jesus? Just ask Jesus to help your little boy. Pastor Singh was lying down, literally lying down, expecting to die. They didn't expect him to make it, and his mom calls on the name of Jesus. He says, would you heal my son? Would you bless my son? And instantly, the power of God just came upon his body, restored his liver, his system. Uh, and he felt this warm, overwhelming sense of the presence of God in his life. And he perked up and said, Mom, I want something to eat. And the whole family was like, what is going on here? By the grace of God, Pastor Singh stood up, uh, got, got, uh, got back to life and health, and was, was completely healed by the Lord Jesus. And it totally transformed his life. It touched his life. His fam- family was overwhelmed with, with a sense of loss. Who is this Jesus that we don't know, we, we even didn't like, and, and talked down about? Who, who One prayer came down and totally changed everything for us. And what's this Bible got to say? And, and what's the message of the gospel? And pretty soon Pastor Singh started to be transformed and be empowered and, and, uh, and started get learning and, and reading it. He got married, and they were trying just to get to the next town uh, to share the gospel. They didn't have any money, zilch. So they prayed about it, said, Lord, would you just just help us get some money? And Tabitha, his wife, who's the ministerator, wonderful lady, she was, she was losing her hair. And they said, hey, um, but they could sell it. And so for just the $1 cost of her hair that was falling out, they were able to, to make enough money to go to the next village to share the gospel. I mean, talk about faith, right? Just, just Lord, give us fifty cents. Give us that next step, that next dollar. And they went and shared. And Pastor Singh became a, a, a blazing, a, a blistering evangelist that spent many years traveling around India, learning seven or eight languages, going to all parts of India just to share the gospel, to get the word out. For seven years, he prayed and fasted for a movement that would impact India. And uh, twelve years ago, they started with thirty-five believers. So, Lord, we believe you're going to use these 35, just the small barley and this little fish, but we believe you can use us through faith and your distribution arm to change India. And by the grace of God, and it was a grace, this vision with those small, the ordinary to start with became bigger and bigger, and the kingdom of God just exploded through them. They now have trained 12,000 workers around India and have started thousands of house churches just because somebody... Small and little and obscure and forgotten said, you know what? I believe in Christ. I believe in his power. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in God's vision to multiply. And yes, God can even multiply through me. Don't underestimate your size, right? Don't underestimate God and don't underestimate what faith can do in your life. Maybe that's you someday taking your story, taking your message, uh, taking your training to countries and places and, and opportunities around the world where they say, you know what? I need a musician like that I need a song like that, Jay. I need a a, a messenger like that, Liz. I need need your encouragement like that, Shannon. I need need hope. And and you know what? You're a vessel of the Lord to go and share that. Pastor Singh has taught us a lot, and then he has taught us a lot about multiplication over the years. His fearless courage, for one thing, great faith, that there's no obstacle. Obstacles to God melt like butter. Um, They melt apart, right, in the presence of God. There are no obstacles um pastor's seeing a spirit led. He's not trusting in his wealth. or trusting in a man-made system. He's not trusting in technology, although it's a good tool at times. He's trusting in the, the Holy Spirit to multiply himself. And he knows the spirit is totally capable of multiplying his message. The Lord Christ is not deficient in any one thing, right? So we know Jesus can do it, even in and through us. He's, he, we trust in his power and his transforming work of the spirit and we trust in the impact of the gospel, right? We've also learned about multiplication over the last dozen years that decreasing status and increasing cooperation makes a difference. They're not called pastors. They're not given big titles. Uh, in that context, they're given just the name of this. You're a church planter, okay, planting a house church, right? Or you're a lighthouse worker. you got a, a sewing and a discipleship ministry with the women, right? That's who you are. That's what you are. You're a servant of the Most High God. And it's amazing how when you get rid of what we do here in our country, which is a lot of titles, a lot of position, a lot of... We wear a lot of robes and uh, uh, that kind of stuff sometimes in the church, right? Um, and uh, nothing wrong with the robe in itself, but we we use it for position, you know, the robe versus the robeless, right? And and here though, in that context, the change for India has been significant because without status and without competition, guess what they're able to do? They're able to work together better, you know? Oh gosh, we got a hundred villages out here that need have no gospel presence. Well, why don't you go out first? and get something started with a house church. And then there's a few more house churches started. Why don't I do something over here? And then why don't we meet together once in a while and work together and share the gospel together and collaborate together? Because we've got 1.4 billion people in India and and a small, small, small percentage of Christians. So it brings collaboration to the table. brings cooperation to the table. And I'm praying, I love that about Phil. He's a networker, he's a connector. Let's throw aside all these trappings of of distraction and let's just step in that we are children of the Most High God called to multiply. And hundreds of leaders in India are able to work together. We've also learned about multiplication from India, that increasing decentralization and giving the ministry away really is important. When you're in a context or when you're a leader, we talked to our young people this week about your leaders, you're you're a leader in Christ and you're strong, we want to give away and decentralize, right? We don't want to hold everything too tight. Control is a big thing. Well, you can get involved with our ministry as long as you're this way or, or you're or you're attached to this program, or you have this long degree or long in letters over your name. Well, you know what? Sometimes that gets becomes a distraction. If we if we're, if we're operating in the Spirit, who's got control of the ministry? Who owns the ministry? It's the Lord, and His Spirit empowers us. So, giving away control, giving away, letting Holy Spirit move, is critical to multiplying movement. Get out of the way and let the Lord multiply where He wants to go, what He wants to do. I've been in the room with a thousand this last year, twice a thousand church planters and lighthouse workers ready to go out and share the gospel with all of them. It's so exciting to come together, and they've never been with a, more than a handful of Christians in their life, and they're, and they're, and they're experiencing the joy of just unity in the Lord. And, and when we get together and we pray, does the main office, does the headquarters tell them where they're going to plant? No, they don't. It's, who tells them where they're going to go? It's the Holy Spirit. What's Holy Spirit saying to you? Where's the Holy Spirit leading you? Where is Holy Spirit sending you? For everyone that's come to this, this conference this week, a missions conference about the call of God, God's purpose, our mission, Holy Spirit's saying something to you. He's not just brought you here to encourage you alone, support you, yes, but it's also saying, you know, you've got an audience out there. You've got people that need to hear this. The love of Christ, the encouragement of Christ. He wants to multiply you through each of you. At your workplace, uh, in, your, in your family life, um, among the hard to reach. Wow. Man, we've, we've seen the passion. The Indians more and more have taught us how to pray. We know how to pray. We know the Lord's Prayer. We know that. But when we what we see in India is they do this. They get up about 3 or 4 in the morning, and they'll spend two hours as a unit crying out, trusting God, counting on the Lord, and, and the power of corporate prayer, doing mighty, amazing things, powerful things, things that we cannot do alone. There's something about India that's taught us. Corporate prayer is powerful prayer. Corporate prayer is intense prayer. Corporate prayer is... Community-changing kind of prayer versus our popcorn here kind of prayers and, and kind of scattered, right? When we're leader, we want to do this. We want to we want to get on point. We want to drive it home. We want to stick the landing. We want to go this way and not spread out uh, totally as a as a as a, uh, a spiderweb in our message, if you will. In the last graduation, our team went out and again as they do with a thousand people from around India praying together, calling on God together, seeking the Lord together. Right up the road, they were having a festival for one of the Hindu gods. I may have shared the story already with some of you, and they were noticing that they were getting ready for a big big party. Now, in India, there's a lot of Hindu gods. When you've got a million gods and goddesses, that's a lot of celebrations going on, right? A lot of festivals. So they're either kind of in a festival, coming out of a festival, or planning the next festival. And so up the road, they were planning this festival and this worship of a 30-foot god. They brought in a god, the god of the week, right? Really, you know, bring him in and kind of put him up there, and they're getting ready for their food and gathering. An expensive thing to do, by the way, have a celebration like this. Uh, a lot of expectation, a lot of... Desire was as our as our network was praying, calling out to God and trusting God for India to save India. A, a big windstorm came in that week. A, a big storm came in and took that thirty foot statue, thirty foot idol, and just knocked it down and shattered it to pieces. That's the power of God, right? The Lord took it out, and they was they would drove by. Pastor Singh noted, look. They, there should be a party going on right here. There should be a lot happening, but they're instead they're sweeping up the. Sweeping up the God pieces and putting him, you know, putting it in, a, kind of putting it in the dumpster, right? right? Now that's prayer. Now that's power. Now that's Holy Spirit in and working in and through the people. And that, if, by the way, that's a. If that was your party, that's an expensive loss, and that's a shameful thing to do when your God just got shown the door. But let me introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me introduce you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me introduce you to a God who has all. Power and all authority and all wisdom. That's who we. That's the God we serve. The God who turns other idols into dust. Where is their idolatry in your neighborhood, in your community? Maybe it's we. We worship this. We worship. Uh, um, we worship wealth, or we worship power, or we worship image. The living God stands before us and says, "You know what? I am the Lord." That is my name, and I will not yield my glory to another. That comes from the book of Isaiah, remember? I'm the Lord. I will not be upstaged. The Lord God is that kind of God. Will He will not be upstaged, but has all power and authority. Over, over again, we see in the Word this idea of the multiplication after the flood. What is Noah, what is Noah told by the Lord? Just take your family and chill out on the beach. No, he, says, he said, the Lord told Noah, be fruitful and multiply. Abraham, the child of promise, the son of promise, was promised what? That God would multiply him as the stars in the heavens. More than he can even see or understand. Christ himself commands his disciples to go into the nations, right? All the nations. Again, a big dream for multiplication. Don't go just to a few nations. Don't go just to a, a handful of people, but to go to all, A L L, all in the nations. But Lord, what a. You mean Kazakhstan? Lord, I can't even pronounce it. I can't even find it on the map. There's a lot of people in Kazakhstan. You mean Tajikistan? Where's that on the map? We first say, right? Where where are the Uyghurs in China? Uh, Where are the Tartars in Russia? Where are the taters in Russia, frankly? You know, we're we're, we're wrestling with that, right? How do we get out the word out there? How do we engage those people? How do we connect with them, right? God's given us that power, that passion. Go multiply Christ. My battery says it's running low. Sorry about it. Let me go. uh, (laughs) God's vision to share his glory, God's way of satisfying his flock, his multiplication, and multiplication is also God's means of sending his message. Right In Acts 12, 24, hard times were pressing upon the apostles. Stephen was martyred. The Christians Christians were scattered. Martyred indeed. Christians were scattered by persecution in Acts 8, and Peter had just been in prison and escaped. And in Acts 12, verse 21, on an appointed day, the scriptures say, this is Acts 12, 21, on an appointed day, after putting on his royal apparel, Herod took a seat on the rostrum and began delivering an address to them. This is not Herod the Great. This is Herod Agrippa, Herod the Great's grandson. And the people reportedly cried out, repeatedly cried out, excuse me, the voice of a god, speaking of Herod and not a man. And immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and he died. But the word of the Lord continued to grow and to be multiplied. But the word of the Lord continued to grow and be multiplied, right? Like many kings do back then and even today, he declared himself, I am a god, I am the power, I'm the one who starts this party and I'm the one that closes the party at the end of the day. I am the first and last. That's what modern kings do. But And this king had gotten into an altercation, some tense negotiations in relation with the people of Tyre and Sidon. And so they came out to kind of appease him and, and praise him. We, taught, we learned that this week as leaders. A man is tested by his praise. When we're praised, we either say, hey, look at God and what a great God is, or look at us and how how special are we, and aren't you lucky to have me around, right? And that's what Herod did when they were lavishing praise and lavishing uh, adoration on him. The scriptures say he did not give glory to God. And as a result of that, what, an angel came and says, no more soup for you. Good night, so long. Well, Peter's in. You're out, buddy. And what happened? He got a stomach virus and uh, had a horrible five more days eating with worms. Doesn't mean the worms were jumping in, but he got a, a bad stomach bug and some bad things that happened with the nausea associated with that. I won't go into detail, but it was an ugly death that he suffered because he did not give glory to God. Right? He failed the test. No more soup for you. But at verse 24, what encouragement? What rich comfort? What 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 a blessing! But the Word of God. The word of God, precious, the word of God, rich, the word of God, the treasure, right, stored up in each of us was multiplied and grew Amen. despite pain, despite persecution, persecution, uh, despite the threats, besides Peter's imprisonment, man, the word of God grew. It changed hearts, it changed lives. The ancient world was shaken upside down by the love and the grace and power of the Lord. That is the power, that's the God we serve. Amen. That is the power we have, and that's what multiplication can do if we'll let God use us as a vessel to multiply. I love the story uh, This, the kingdom of God is like a well. Somebody was walking by one day and heard a, a scream, yelling. somebody yelling down in the pit of the well. And they came over and saw that there was a whole group of people down in the well that were stuck and needed help. So many he could not even count down there. And so the soul started, one at a time, started pulling them out to Safety. Pulling them out. But it was slow, it took time. And so somebody got an idea, well, what if we do a what if we do a human chain? What if about ten of us just make hold each other and make a line and we make a, a man-made rope? And then rope was made, and all of a sudden a flood of people just start crawling up, coming out, working together, getting on top, coming to freedom and deliverance and power and grace, and away from the depths of the pit which is darkness and sin and hell. That's what it takes to multiply. It takes collaboration. I can't reach everybody. You can't reach everybody. I can't go into your high school. Students, I think you'll attest this. Grandpa Dave, I'm not a grandpa yet, but I've come into your high school and say, hey, I want to talk to your friends. They're going to be like, who is this dude? And what is he going to say to us? I can't reach people like you can do in high school or in college or your workplace. They're going to say, this guy's nuts. I don't know this guy. Who is he? But you have got a voice. You've got a message. You've got an opportunity to build a team around you, a man-made rope, if you will, to help people get out of the pits of hell, out of darkness, out of death. That is the gospel. That is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We've learned a lot also about this word moving in power in the nation of, of Venezuela. We don't talk, by the way. A lot of our messages we go out, we don't broadcast... When people sign up for newsletters, um, they get names and inside information. But we don't put things on Facebook. We don't put things on social media or broadcast things because we don't want to we don't want to hurt the people we're trying to serve by by getting them out there where people can see who they are and expose them to danger. But as many as many of you know, Venezuela used to be one of the richest countries around the world. Oil, wealth, power until the government took a hard swing left and the economy collapsed. The people were greatly impoverished and millions uh, struggled to find food and jobs. Many pastors, gosh, many pastors in Venezuela, their number one thing, one of the biggest they had, really responsibilities they had for years was this, just to keep their, their, small, their flocks from starvation. That's how bad it was. Um, just hard to find food, hard to find jobs. But the Lord used these hard times and this deepening hunger uh, for the, to bring the Word of God and revival has broken out over the last several years. And be, by God's grace, we've seen our network distribute a half million Bibles through the border into into Venezuela. And the goal was to really raise up and, and develop two and uh, send two and a half million more Bibles and more to, to that part of the world. But what it is, it's hungry people, desperate people, desiring God, and say, "You know what? I, I can, I can help with this distribution system. I can load these boxes. I may not have a Ph.D., but I can drive a donkey. I can drive a car." I might not have a a thousand scriptures memorized, but you know I can can be an instrument, just a part of the human chain to share this word and share that word. Even pastors not getting access to the Bible until receiving the news and being able to shepherd their people well. The love of God and His word is is an earmark of our our leader Russell Stendhal down there who's passionate about teaching the word and sharing, handing out Bibles to Colombian troops and the troops of the FARC, other guerrillas. Colombia is the longest uh, civil war in the Western Hemisphere, right? And, uh, and, And yet... The Stendhal family has been there for three generations, sharing, giving. Um, Russell has been held captive or arrested five times for his faith. The first being in the, in the 80s. He was 20, picture this 20-year-old, 20 27 years old. There's a big uh, uprising because of the Civil War in, in Colombia, and many Christians killed. And he's struggling what to do about it. How can I reach people? What can I do to reach the troops? And so he prayed, Lord, would you, would you give me access to and give me an opportunity to share the gospel even though many Pastors and Christians had left because of persecution and been killed. And so a little while later, he gets um, arrested by the the guerrillas. They they capture him as a a captive ransom, take him for ransom, and uh, hold him there. Three days into his captivity, and the story is told in the book, Rescue the Captors Back There, he realizes, hey, you know what? The, The Lord's answered my prayer. I wanted access to people. I wanted to share the gospel. Guess what? Now I have a captive audience because I'm captive and I'm stuck with them and I get a chance to share what God is doing and how God could redeem them. And it's a really eye-opening book to see about how they view America, how they view the gospel, and he was able to share Christ with others. I want to I get to, um, well, and one more thing about Russell. Listening is important. Russell's reminding us by his life how important listening is. We talked about that as leadership. Let me leave it with this and the, the leadership principle and we'll, we'll land the plane, so to speak. But Russell's a listener. How does he multiply? He doesn't literally not get up out of bed in the morning until he hears from God what to do. Um, now, that may be an extreme example. That's not going to be all of us. But the principle is right on. Lord, we're going to let disciples and leaders listen and obey. What are you telling me to do, Lord? Where are you calling me? Where are you, where are you sending me? What do you want me to speak uh, out for you? Um, that's critical and key as a leader. Uh, that's vital in leadership to be, to be able to listen as a disciple and obey. Because how can we obey God and understand God's will if we're not really listening to Him? And I'll be honest, when I was young, when I was in my 20s, I was a terrible listener. I got married early on. I did not know how to listen until I got ahead of the Lord with a church plant going to two services too soon, and God humbled me for two or three years and put me out on the bench for a while until I learned how to listen. If I can save one person that heartache of being benched because they don't know how to listen, let me just encourage you, don't make one big move or make one small move in going forward. In ministry and reaching out to others unless you know you know where, where the holy spirit is leading because without it you've got problems without it you're going to run into struggles there was a group of jews you remember from the book of acts that were boldened with going out they saw what what the disciples were doing they saw what um the power of christ removed demons so the seven sons of Sceva, you remember the story go out and start trying to remove demons remember that's a powerful story what did the demons say that that saw these guys that didn't have faith and weren't walking in the Holy Spirit? What did they say? Remember that? Jesus, we know, and and Peter, you know, Paul, we know, right? But who the heck are you guys, right? And what did they do? Did those guys uh, they got their heinies whooped and kind of ran out naked and uh, headed into uh, headed out of town because they were in the wrong spirit? So with that, let's press into the Lord. Let's trust the Lord. Uh, let's um, let's follow His plan and His will. Uh, for our lives. Back to the main question today. Where do you need to multiply Christ in your life? Be it at work, be it at school, be it in your family. All of us are multipliers in Christ and uh, have opportunities to share that. If you're not aware of our ministry or Connected, we just want to connect. Uh, please come back to our table there. Sign up for our newsletters. Take a free book. We have books back there. Demolish that book table. I brought them out here. I was hauling like a mule. Sometimes you're missionary mules. I was hauling a bunch of books to the airport uh, to our, so, uh, so I could get these books here to you guys. And uh, So please take a book and uh, take one home and, and stay connected through that. Um, what a special week this has been. To sense the presence of God, to feel the heartbeat of God, to know there's a call of God in our lives to be a voice for Him. And we learned last night, we, we saw last night in the movie of Sabina and Richard Wormbrand. what a wonderful couple an example, that looking at the heroes of our faith, we oftentimes put them on these pedestals, but we say things like, hey, we'll never be like them. But we saw them last night portrayed as what? The ordinary people in their lives that they really were early on. Just regular people trying to find their way to God and trying to be a voice of God and used of God. But willing souls, right? And let's let's take heart to that example. It's just being faithful to that next opportunity, that next doorway. And, and, and that God uses regular people to do big things. He uses small boys and small fish and small barley to change the world. Lord, let's pray. Let's pray together. Um, Lord, we love you and we thank you for this time in your word to get it together. Lord, we're we're out of time, but not out of time because we want to really hear your voice before we just go have lunch. We're all thinking about lunch. Lunch is on our minds, but hold on just for one moment longer until we can really process through what we've just heard. You tell us in your word, Lord, I you did not choose me. I have chosen you to go bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And the lasting fruit is that fruit of the Holy Spirit, of love, of joy, of peace, of goodness, of kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, even self-control. And we pray right now in the power of your Spirit, you fill this room and fill each one of us with that goodness, with that power, with that wisdom and understanding of how to be, have the mind of Christ, and to speak the mind of Christ into 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 our world that we live in, our circle of influence. We cannot multiply on our own. We don't have the power. We don't have the... The intelligence we don't have the capacity on our own to just multiply around but Lord you are unlimited and your spirit is given without limit you're you're multiplying the work in North <laughs> North Tanzania and southern Kenya you're multiplying the work in, in in Northwest Africa. Lord, through Sadhu and through the business he's built and through the uh, the, uh, the outreach and agriculture that he's doing out there, medical outreach. Lord, you're multiplying Christ in India and, Lord, uh, serving and, Lord, working in Bangladesh, around the world, places we know and places we don't know. You are amazing, powerful, wonderful God, and you're knocking over idols and turning them into dust every day. So, Lord, use us to empower us with prayer, empower us with courage, to knock down idols, to open new doors, to break down the status quo, to. Break the bondage of stale uh, religious experience of bring the light and the power of Jesus Christ. Use Phil. Use the leadership of this church. Use Katie, Anthony, Ruth. Lord, use John in this church for, for mighty good and for mighty deeds and wonderful things. And Lord, for every student and young person here at our, at our conference, I pray we just pause and lift them up right now, every one of them. Lord, you know every name. Every name, Lord. Every name. Carissa to Adrian to Derek everyone, Lord, everyone to Kristen we pray for the Missouri group Father, we pray as they go back to Missouri that you would just quicken their spirits, empower them, God give urban overflowing joy and encouragement and Perseverance, by your Spirit, to just raise His level and raise the level of leadership of those around Him. Lord, for those in Greeley area, here, strength and power, courage, bless. Uh, Lord, for those, in, Lord, for those who are going back to Arizona, or touch, encourage, strengthen, and power. Um, Lord, every every area we're going back to, Lord, touch, and I pray we could come back in years from now, even even in the coming years, say, Lord, what a what a work You've called us to do and how you use this time together for your special, special purposes. We love you, we honor you, Lord. We give you all our lives. Um, we give you our future. We give you our plans. Here we are. Use us, send us, call us and guide us, Lord, for your good, for your glory, and that your name and image would be multiplied around uh, the world. In Jesus' name.
3: The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He wakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ears, and I was not disobedient nor did I turn back. I gave my back to those who strike me and my cheeks to those who pluck out my beard and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard. I did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting, for the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I am not disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up to each other. Who has a case against me? Let him draw near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who is he who condemns me? Behold, they will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them. Who is among you that fears the Lord? Who is among you that fears the Lord? That obeys the voice of his servants. That walks in darkness and has no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Isaiah 50. You want to be a disciple? There you go. I love that Brother David. He said, listen. The Lord keeps teaching me that. I want to be a good disciple. I must learn to listen well. And more often. Thank you for that story with our brothers and sisters in India who prayed against that festival. And I have a repenting to do. Really convicted me as I sat here. When I went to pick up Brother Steve this morning, I seen a big banner down here on 8th Avenue and 8th Street. Monster Week. Greeley. 2023. And as you shared that, I I jokingly told Steve, were you involved in scheduling this? And we kind of laughed about it. He said, of course not. But when you shared that with me, I Googled it. Yesterday was Monster Day in Greeley. You know what they said? Watch out for all the creepers dressed like monsters in the... Grocery stores and throughout the sidewalks and all throughout the city. This city yesterday celebrated Monster Week. The devil's celebration. I didn't even know it happened. We just lived our little isolated bubble. And I sat there and the Lord said to me, See your brothers in India? Be like them. Gather together. Be aware of what's going on in your city. I was looking for someone to pray against this evil, demonic force deceiving people and and scaring people and, and all these people who are blind as a bat when it comes to me their Savior, and they're out there celebrating demons and acting like demons and scaring each other. And my Christians, my children, are in their little tabernacle and they don't even know what's going on. It was a really deep connecting word. And I just say that to us who live here, to each one of you who go back into your little villages, into your towns in America. Let's be the salt. Let's be the light. I have a dear old friend who sends me this Bible verse every morning. Not you, Irvin, another one. Irvin does it too. But he always ends it with this. Be the light. Be the light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord. I know I was doing what you wanted me to do, but I thank you for this this lesson right here that you gave me through this little story, this this beautiful uh, uh, love, Lord, this passion that our brothers and sisters in India had in their village for the the festival, and, and, and they prayed, and you came, and you knocked out the God. This wicked, false, evil, spiritual force of wickedness in high places. And they, they were able to pray and bring it down. Do the same in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for this lesson learned in my heart. And I, I pray you would do something with it. I pray you would do something with every one of us, Lord, to make us be the light. To make us salty. You said, Jesus, if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's good for nothing but to cast out and trodden underfoot of men. Oh, Lord Jesus, I come to you and I thank you for this word. I thank you that you're still the same Jesus. And you stood in front of us sharing this word through our brother. And as you were sharing, there you did it literally with fish and bread. Today you did it with your living word. You multiplied it. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would go forth in every one of us. With this beautiful word. Be fruitful and multiply. That's your blessing. And you blessed it. And said be fruitful and multiply. You prayed over the little fish. You prayed over the bread. And that little boy shared his lunch. That's all. So as we come to you. We just share our lunch. That's what we got. We trust you to do what you purpose to do in your heart. Thank you for this word. I pray today that you would multiply in us the fruit of your Holy Spirit as we eat together, as we fellowship together, as we pray with each other. Be multiplied in my life, each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. You're dismissed, and I just want to say thank you again for everyone for coming out. There's a new meal prepared, Uh, so hang around for the noon meal and the fellowship this afternoon. And, And then again at 5.30, the music is going to start here, so bring your friends and go multiply.